What's up, YouTube nights, ghouls and goblins? The last cover price top ten show before Halloween. We still got Man, to shake a wait. show before Halloween. Uh, while you guys are congregating, I whipped up a little, a little short something special for you. You get to, into the mood. We you uh, gotta find a play, Halloween mix. Well, I typically play this. Uh, I've been playing this the last two years, actually, during October. I forgot about it this year, but you know, why you con why you guys are congregating? You know, get down with a little trap mix. Ooh. <laughs> some halloween as well as some fucking metal man speaking of metal dark side jedi say what's good to the people yo 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 tuesday nights it's the top 11 baby it's a That's good right. one it's a good one it's got some good books but i also think there will be a lot of uh a lot of people that have these books because they seem to be pretty damn maybe. popular yeah got a good chance yeah stepping up again as guest panelists because uh, uh a couple of lords couldn't make it my man j2 ramirez newly minted for comic book fiend club say what's good to the people 
with this Hello, mask everybody. on. <clears throat> Day two. It, it's, I, I might be a little muffled there. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> a lot better. Double the Double Hey, happy Halloween, man. It's woo, Halloween woo. week. I'm hyped. Yeah, man. I'm hyped. Yeah, man. Sorry I haven't been posting Halloween comic covers, but I'm glad that the thing is really uh, spread on Instagram. Like when we first started this, I think four or five years ago when we started doing Halloween comic covers, and it's great to see yeah, everybody doing it, man. I'm not saying we took credit for it, but you know, shit. a lot of the OG members did, man, that started Halloween comic covers, and it's a fantastic thing. Um, yes, I'm going to be big in posting some big boy books pretty soon. Uh, while Ryan is trying to show something off, the show is sponsored oh, by just... friends of... Halloween oh. covers. No, no big deal. All right. Go ahead. Well, this show is sponsored by our friends at CoverPrice.com. Go to CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. For a whole price of $6.99 a month, what does that get you on November 1st? McRib. McRib, guys. Show is also sponsored by our friends at KRS Comics. Go to KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. And you don't need to use the code for FOC books because guess what? You automatically get 25% off on FOC books. So if you uh, got books on your pool list, go hit them up. Also, uh, the Geek Swag Shop, uh, use discount code LOTLB. Get time to get those Lord's hoodies. It's getting a little chilly out there. Rocking mine today, you know what I'm saying? But you can't get the red one. You can't get the red one. Not quite yet, man. I'm, Yo, I'm I got Jado. Yeah? Look at Ryan. Oh. Oh, doubling up. Yeah, no KRS baby. Comics exclusives today. We are uh, KRS will be dropping exclusive Friday, uh, but this is the fire uh, variant that dropped oh, awesome. uh, oh over last week is the Sneakerhead Black Panther variant, which looks dope. Also, this Krill Reppin really limited print a variant of The Heathens. Uh, so go check out KRSComics.com. Use a discount code LOTLB to get 15% off any of the variants exclusive uh, uh, to the store. Or if you're just doing FOC books, you get 25% off all brand new books. How, you know, can't beat that, right? For a brand 25% new comic, is for a dope. New comic like, day. That's right. I think the most I can get around here from a store is like 20%, but you got to yeah. pay for it. So, yeah, it's not bad at all. So once again, this yeah, the cover price is even in the uh, the Halloween mood. There we got an orange thumbnail. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Once again, this is the cover price top ten for the week ending October twenty fourth. Look at that, we're almost in November. Time for me to grow my creepy Uncle Tivo mustache for uh, no shave November, man. So uh, it's funny when you look back at my old videos and it's like my poor niece has a birthday in November. So every picture I've taken with her for like the last six years, I have a creepy mustache, my poor niece, for no, during <laughs> November. All right. As always, there's always a book that doesn't quite crack the top 10, but uh, we like to call that our runner-up. What is it this week, Ryan? Lucky number 11 this week is Phoenix Song Echo number one. This is Oscar Vega variant from 2021. Art aficionados should instantly recognize this as an homage to the iconic The Kiss Painting by Gustav Clement. This is an homage in comics that's fairly untapped, but that's probably going to change after this variant's aftermarket success. It sold 25 copies. It had a seven-day uptrend of 88% and had a high sale of $55 for a raw copy. The fair market value for this is around $44, it looks like. I will admit I am not that much of an art aficionado to know what the kiss is. So, uh, you know, shout yeah, out to all you that do. Uh, my art uh, pretty much is Olivia 
pinup Frazetta to uh, Soriyama robot chicks and Patrick Nagel from the 80s is my the limit of my, the art that I know besides I know the art. screamer, right? The guy that's on yeah, the, the bridge screamer, that's yes, screaming. that's yeah. a, like a famous uh, Dutch or Norwegian yeah. uh, artist. About yeah. it. it was. It was actually on a Jeopardy question. Me and my girlfriend watch Jeopardy uh, religiously every night. Um, and, you know, it, uh, it gets you to brain thinking. A lot of people don't think it's not it's not the actual answer. A lot of times the, the answer is in the question that they ask. They give you little clues on it. So, you know, you got to be careful. All right. So uh, the runner up Phoenix song Echo number one, the Oscar Vega homage to The Kiss. Man, that is absolutely gorgeous. That. That is a cool cries card. out to me to have a gold foil variant, right? Just the Ooh, way you look at it. Man, yeah. That looks dope. All right. Let's get right to the top 10, boys and girls. What do we got after number 10, Josh? Oh, man. Coming in red hot at number 10, but falling one spot this week is Philadelphia 12, the Todd McFarlane variant. Todd McFarlane's rare non-spawn variant continues to move in the aftermarket. Usually, hot variants like this fall off after a week while collectors move on to something new. That's not the case for this Philadelphia cover, which sold 18 copies, had a seven-day trend of 241%, and a high sale of $45 for a raw dog copy with a fair market value of 43 smackaroos. Damn, okay. that's not bad at all. Not bad I mean, at all. And yeah, I know someone that's got this. I saw him post it today, as a matter of fact, or yesterday. I, I, don't, think I've ever seen, State. I don't think I've ever saw it on my LCS or they they ever had it. So um, anybody in the live chat know what's, what the ratio of this was, uh, you know, uh, put it in the live chat. to be curious to see because uh, we, we we commented on this last week that it doesn't really look like Todd McFarlane art. No, no you would never know would, unless. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's totally departure. Maybe that's why it's getting such popularity because, you know, it's an artist that doesn't look, you know, I mean, the only reason you can tell is the McFarlane Sig box on it. But outside of and that, honestly, it just looking at the cover, I mean, okay, your eye goes right to the guy, the the face. I didn't look at yeah. the, if I don't look at the title, I would have thought this was like a 30 days of night uh, comic book because it looks, or not, it looks like Nosferatu from yeah, yeah. the old uh, Nosferatu. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, old school. Yeah. For all you old school cats out there, that was a scary ass movie. Even though it was a silent film, I think. <laughs> Remember the the original Nosferatu? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a it was a silent film, but it was spooky as hell, man. Uh, Dude had long ass fingers. Yeah, man. Ooh. Yeah. So number ten on the list, Philadelphia. Number twelve, the Todd McFarlane variant. All right, what do we got for number nine? Just well, a hold. Yeah, list. a holder holdover from last week. This issue features the first appearance of Jay Nakamura, who. Uh, John Kent will explore his bisexuality with in the upcoming issue number five. This variant for Jay's first appearance remains hot this week with 35 copies sold, a seven-day uptrend of 126%, and a high sale for a raw copy of $23, but you can probably get a deal for about $16, and that's what we're seeing as the fair market value for this book. Yeah, and as predicted last week, I mean, it was pretty high up in the list, and you know, the novelty wears off, and so it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, whatever. Speculators and comic speculators don't care; they buy on controversy, and you know, they buy these up. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever mm-hmm. uh, their beliefs are, you know, and I think the publishers know this too. Like uh, when uh, Tim Drake came out, right? That book was on the list for a couple of weeks, and it mm-hmm. just dropped off, and then it just becomes yeah. a thing of normalcy. It's just like, oh, by the way, this dude is. Uh, like this you know so we shall see it's just funny to me all like 
the mainstream news that's in outrage saying Superman is gay, and they're like, you know, well, they don't. Just, know. They think it's super. They think it's Kal-El. exactly. Yeah, just like when they thought, you know, Miles Morales was, you know, the people got an outrage saying Peter Parker is not, you know, black and Puerto Rican. He's, I you mean, know, they, yeah, I, I said this last <laughs> week. I'm more upset that they aged him up. I was really a fan of the super super uh Does this take run, place in great. the normal DC Comics continuity or is it outside of it because they since they when they him and Robin were young Yeah that's a good question. That was super super popular um as a matter of fact I got yeah. the omnibus for that it's a great storyline super yeah. sense so Let me uh leave that in the live chat if this is a uh, out of DC continuity book or not um to you know cuz uh cuz yeah they were aged up from when him and little Robin were doing their little thing what were they called super sons right Super sons yeah Yeah, yeah. All right number 9 on the list Superman son of Cal L <clears throat> number 2 what do we got for number 8 wow it's still on here Man number 8 we have Captain Marvel 20 27 from 1973 all right so this is a tough one to do without spoilers so let's do this this issue features the first full appearance of eros brother of thanos who was later called star fox now if you know why this is trending then we won't go into it however for those who don't like spoilers that don't search for arrows or star fox right now Sorry, Nintendo <laughs> fans, let me just put that there. Uh, since the first cameo of Eros is in the already pricey Iron Man 55, which is the first appearance of Thanos, fans turn to his next key, which is this. And trending with 28 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 176%, and a high-end sell of 420 AO for a CGC 8.0. Wow, four twenty. Nice. All right. Um, so prior to this news dropping, this run was already for because I collected this run, Captain Marvel twenty five through like thirty four. This is the Starlin run on Captain Marvel that really kind of introduced Captain Marvel and Thanos into the whole thing. And so this run was is like one of them. Also, also features the first appearance of Death on the cover. It's it's like. Thanos and Death looking through a window, and so I mean, this is like this the Starlin Captain Marvel run, right? Uh, and then now it's just you know, boom, it's gone through the roof uh, because of said uh, end credit scene for the Eternals, which you you know, I meant you know, we won't spoil it on here, but it's pretty damn easy because some. The funny thing is, is a critic for Variety of all things posted it after he saw it. And it was like, wait a second, you work for Variety? I meant this, you know, the, you have an NDA that you're not supposed to say anything. So my guess is Marvel's like, uh, go ahead and say something, you know, maybe it'll get more uh, attention to the movie. So, you know, just like um, the uh, the Carnage, Let There Be Carnage. Remember how they they, mm-hmm. they, uh, they dropped the trail, the, uh, the scoop for... Uh, you know the end credit scene, right? Where, right, you know, right. Peter, yeah, and they just they try to take him down on some sites, but it was pretty much all over the place. And so, and I think that helped boost sales because you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, uh, I watched the movie just for the end credit scene. You know, for take it for what? Well, you know, if you like the uh, the Venom two movie, but man, that was the quickest ninety minutes of my life. That was a really fast moving movie. So, um, alter uh, alternatively, I mean, Eternals is two and a half hour runtime. So, and that starts uh, next weekend. Uh, I do believe November 5th, man. So finally yeah. gets another Marvel film. So number eight on the list is Captain Marvel number 27. What do we got for number seven? Number seven is She-Hulk number six. 
Uh, more Eros. This is simply a modern Eros cover by Greg Land that suddenly became popular as collectors raced to buy their favorite key books and covers. It sold 12 copies. It had a seven-day uptrend of 417%, and it had a high sale for a raw copy of $46. Yeah, so this is like the, the controversial run where I think um, She-Hulk... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think She-Hulk defends Arrows in a court trial um, for like something because first of all, Arrows' power is he has the ability to you know uh, to how do I say this? Um, Roofy people, I guess is the best way to put it. Oh wow! I mean, <laughs> Arrows is the god of love. I mean, so you know, I mean the the Star Fox version of him is a little bit different, but uh, you know, uh, people are just assuming. There you go, the sexual assault issue, uh, and so She Hulk, I do believe, defends him in court uh, over that. So I seriously doubt that will be a thing in the films. I, you know, I mean, uh, kudos to you guys for buying this issue up, but I seriously doubt. You're going to see a Star Fox uh, sexual assault case inside of a Marvel Disney film. I just, I just call me crazy. I don't know. I may be off on yeah. this, but sometimes, sometimes I get things right. But, you know, but, you know, I can definitely see him as Thanos's brother, um, you know, so, you know, as a Titan and all that good stuff. And he's pretty powerful, too. You know, obviously a member of the Avengers and you're probably wondering why is Eros appearing all over the place? Well, Google it and you'll soon find out. But. Uh, number seven on the list is She-Hulk number six from 2006. All right. What we got for number six? Man, number six is Superman, Son of Kal-El, number one from 2021. And back to John Kent. The news of Superman's son, John Kent, shook the internet with the news that he's bisexual. Interest in his overall story arc continues with solid sales of this first issue of the series, Path to Issue Number 5. It sold 49 copies and had a 7-day trend of 111% and had a high sell of $150 for a CGC 9.8 pre-sale. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I do like homage. this cover. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, digging homage to Superman Number awesome. 1. Awesome. Uh, very classic cover. Love the uh, kind of yellow and the framing of it yeah. and all. Very reminiscent of Golden Age Superman covers. Uh, you know, they always like the first 10 issues, they're all <laughs> it is, covers. It is Superman number one from the yes. Golden Age. I mean, it, yeah. it's, that's mm -hmm. the cover, man. Yeah, so very cool. And I and you know what I dig about this? And I, and I, and, you know, I'm going to sound like that guy who says like a broken record all day. There's lots of font on the cover. There's actual words, right? Nowadays, you just get a cover and there's nothing on it. But this tells you there's 20 pages of action, all in full color, beginning the story of the daring exploits of the 21st century Superman. You rarely see that type of uh, hype. Look at Kane of Golden State flexing. Look at him. All right. Wayne B doing good, too. Four out of six, man. But number six on the list is Cal L number one. That means we're halfway through the list, boys and girls. And let's uh, put a quick message from our new sponsors myslabs.com if you're tired for paying the ebay fees go check out myslabs.com tired of paying 10 percent, 15 percent, or more to sell your cards comics and digital collectibles how does one percent sound too good to be true well not anymore myslabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slabbed cards sealed wax and now slab comics and digital collectibles so the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution.
There you go. If you're tired of paying eBay fees of 10% or more and then PayPal fees on top of that, you just pay 1% and then uh, just worry about the PayPal fees. But uh, what's interesting is that both Marvel and uh, DC are going all in in the NFT game now too as well Um, for the I guess that's what you would consider a digital collectible. Uh, you remember when the, I think NBA Hoops is the first one that started this last year, right? When they were doing those, uh, the yeah, highlights. the Top Shots, yeah, Top Shot, and that just blew up. And now, yep, they're everywhere. And I even said back then, I said, you know what? There's somebody's gonna, they're gonna end up doing this for comic books pretty soon. You know, where you can get the art, or you can get like a, you know, a, maybe a. a DC film or MCU film NFT uh, clip or something along those lines. I don't understand it, but hey, that's what the kids are. That's what the the kids are into nowadays. So whatever, man. So let's get on to the next one. What do you got for number five? Gun Honey number one. This is the second print. I bet you thought it was going to be an Adam Hughes cover. Instead, we have this hard to find second print by artist Robert McGinnis limited to an estimated 2,000 copies. It sold 23 copies. It had a seven-day uptrend of 258% and had a high sale of 75 bucks for a raw copy, although you can probably find it for around 44 or 45 bucks at fair market value. That is yeah, a really so, cool cover. Yeah. I, can you say it's bondage cover? Because she's got... <laughs> uh, it's my type of cover. Yeah, I, I mean the other cover is pretty hot too. I mean this is one of those things where the uh, the the cart is leading the horse because um, you know before the book was even published or came out, they already announced that they got a deal. So I mean I think ideally that's like speculators' dream, right? You find out that a book has been optioned before it even comes out, it gives you a chance to jump in at the ground level and start buying up all the issues because you figure not just issue number one if it's a if it's an ongoing series there are probably multiple uh first appearances that are littered throughout the series right after gun hunting number one two three what have you first 10 issues i think it's a it's a shrewd marketing uh idea right i mean i'm pretty sure like sometimes some of these bigger creators when they draw com or they do comics they have in their mind already hey man i want to get my 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 comic optioned from someone in Hollywood, you know, and it kind of helps lead sales. I mean, this is a perfect example of that. I mean, do you think Gun Honey would be selling as much as it would if they didn't say, hey, we are, it's already been optioned? No, I think it's brilliant marketing, you know, uh, you know, get a deal before your book comes out and it's guaranteed to fly off the shelves. So number five on the list is Gun Honey. Number one, the second print variant from Titan. You won't see it from Image because Image is no longer doing second print comics, but that's the story for another day and another time um, because of the paper shortage, apparently. But uh, if you haven't read, Image Comics came out and said they're not, they're not going to be doing second printings of comics anymore because of the paper shortage. Um, I don't know how there's a paper shortage, but apparently uh, off the coast of California, we got about 100 ships that are waiting to unload goods uh, because Damn. the docks are full and it's crazy. I mean... Computer chips, everything is on a shortage. So uh, we could see a shortage of toilet paper like we did back in 2020. Yeah. Remember that? Man, it seems so long ago when people were stocking up on toilet paper. And now it's like, man, we could go through that all again. So just get a bidet. Know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Get a bidet or just take That's a shower. That's what I'm saying. Get a bidet, man. Beast. All right. Number five on the list is Gun Honey. Number one, the second print variant from Titan Comics. All right. We got another book that with starts with a W on this. What do we got for number four? Uh, number four lord of brooklyn this is for you number four is warlock and the infinity watch number one from 1992 no longer a dollar book this 90s staple is having the best month ever 
Due to it being the cheapest and more accessible Warlock book, it made this week's list again by moving 45 copies. It also had a seven-day trend of 163% and a high sell of $35 for a near-mint raw dog copy, although oh. the fair market value is only $22. Hmm. Yeah, it's obvious that this is not going to be a dollar bin book because it says collector's first issue right I on the cover. Yo, for the longest time, man, I you could find this book everywhere. It was like it was a dollar bin book everywhere. I mean, you know, I guess I could be snooty and say, you know what? I have all those. I have all those Adam Warlock <laughs> hymn books and the Warlock series and the Marvel premieres and all that good stuff. So this is like the only one I don't have. And, you know, um, but, you know, it's like a, it's it's the trickle down, uh, trickle down economics. Right. If you can't. Well, it's probably the wrong usage of the words trickle down <laughs> economics, but I'm going to use it in the term of comic books, trickle down, meaning uh, people get outpriced for first appearance, first cover appearance, first name, whatever. And Warlock is just rife full of that from his first appearance as him to first appearance as Adam Warlock. First, first appearance, appearance as a cocoon. <laughs> cocoon, first appearance of Carlos Warlock, first appearance Carlos. of Warlock. And, Uncle uh, Warlock. When, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of them, but uh, Freddy yeah, but Warlock. This one, yeah, this one is interesting, though. I mean, it's, this is where you know the Infinity Watch is a team that kind of you know um, after um, the Infinity Gauntlet, they you know Warlock kind of be, became the he kind of became the 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 how do I say the Watchkeeper or the Overseer of the Infinity Gems or whatnot because he has the Soul Gem, I do believe, on his forehead. Um, you know, um, I do believe that's a Soul Gem. On his oh, man, who's that rapper that got that gem? implanted in his forehead but then it got ripped out. some fan ripped it out of his, off oh, his forehead. one of those whack little yeah they, he like implanted rappers, a gem yeah. in on his forehead or in his inside his forehead some yo shit. man oh. if if fools are going to be snatching chains they're definitely going to snap a gem out of your forehead you know what i'm saying <laughs> you gotta be careful with that jewelry game man no, but... there it was like thanos and fucking vision and shit <laughs> i know <laughs> right he <laughs> it's got to be one of those new school mumble rappers i had heard yeah it was it was i forget yeah. his name though yeah uh, shout little out Uzi, Captain America. Yeah. Thank you, little Uzi Vert. Yeah, shout out to little Uzi Vert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that mumble rappers, you get the salute. There you go. All right, so number uh, three on the list, or number four on the list, is Warlock and the Infinity Watch, number one from 1992. Ah, the golden era of overprinted comic books, 1992. All right, what do we got for number Trace? Number Trace is Superman's Son of Kal-El, number two, and this is the first appearance of John Kent's new love interest, Jay Nakamura. It slips from the number one spot last week with 69 copies sold, seven-day trend of 132%, and a high sale of 29 bucks for a raw copy with a fair market value of just about $20. Yeah, we'll see how long this stays on here. I meant, you know, uh, people are snatching up all the copies. Well, it was one last week. It's three this week. It'll be six mm -hmm. next week. And it'll be yeah, off the I mean, list in three. That's just, yeah, it's just the way it is. It's cyclical, right? I mean, people buy them up from the shops and then they go to all the online resources to buy them. And so uh, we'll see. I think it's still a dope cover, though. I'm digging the Superman uh, logo uh, that he's standing above of. It, remind me of, it reminds me of the Codex uh, from uh, Man of Steel. Remember the oh, one, yeah. you know, when a dumbass couldn't figure out how to put it in the thing in the plane because, you know, oh, you need to push it in. 
uh, but anyway, yeah, I was just watching Man of Steel again the other day. I was just like, yo, just push the damn codex in, man, or whatever the, that thing is. The the thing that had to get, you know, remember they were on a plane and it was Lois Lane and the uh, the professor guy had to figure out how to push it in. And, and the oh. S symbol was it was off kilter and he goes, oh, I got to push it in to activate it. But anyway, number three in the list is Son of Kal-El, number two. We're coming in. Uh, we're almost there, boys and girls. What do we got for number two? Should be no surprise. <laughs> Man, we have Avengers 232 from 1983. Now we officially get the first appearance of Arrows as Star Fox. As Arrows joins the Avengers, the Wasp gives him the moniker, stating the inspiration as, You're a pretty foxy guy, and you've been out <laughs> among the stars. This issue took off in a big way this week and sold 65 copies had a seven day trend of 416 percent and had a all-time high sell of 950 dollars for a cgc 9.8 good gosh that's amazing wow wow, wow. 950 so this is uh the first time his name is star fox or the first time he's uh, yeah i guess so because he's uh, foxy and he's from the stars but uh leave it up to wasp uh if you if you ever read the comics wasp has always kind of been like you know uh kind of always like flirting with dudes to the point where uh there was the, the contrivacy of remember yellow jacket uh, had to had to uh there was a domestic uh violence issue with that uh if you guys remember that in the I think it was in the '90s where Yellow Jacket like slapped her or something like that. It was like a big controversy. Nowadays, pff, I wouldn't even make the list. You kidding me? Come on, people get slapped all the time. But she shouldn't have been back in the day. It was, it, was a big, it was a big deal. Yeah, Yellow Jacket and the Wasp. I think it was he was Yellow Jacket at the time when it was Hank Pym. Um, but you know, like an, once again, another story you will never ever see in the Marvel comics. <laughs> he was keeping think- keep, he was keeping that Pym hand strong. Oh, oh, very well done, Ryan. Very well done. He's been there waiting all day for that. I have been. I've practiced, practiced in the mirror and everything. All right. Good. Oh, Kudos to you for the pimp reference. So number two on the list is Avengers number 232. On to number one. What is it? Well, the grand finale this week is World War Hulk number one from back in 2007. And Geeks Worldwide recently posted an article stating that and I, I was going to tell you, don't even mention the website because they're oh. anyway, but go ahead. I don't Okay. Like well, uh, it says the geeks worldwide has learned that Hulk movie is on the way and is currently being called world war Hulk. Yes. We have finally have a new solo Hulk film in active development at Marvel studios. And we were told it is currently slated to start production in late 2022, likely following events of the upcoming she Hulk series on Disney plus end quote. While the news is very unconfirmed, many news sources ran with it, like, you know, pretty much they always do. This sent fans rushing online to find a copy of the first issue of World War Hulk, despite the likelihood that this project would follow the original World War Hulk storyline. Regardless, this rumor lit a fire under this first issue, selling 68 copies with a seven-day uptrend of 439%, and it had a high sale of 180 bucks for a PGX 9.9. I think that's about an 8.0 in CGC. Standard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, and it has a fair market value of about 47 bucks yeah, for, a raw, so, for a raw copy. I, for all those asking, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so what does Mikey think about this? And um, let's dissect what this 
supposed article said and the people over at that website who I've actually had a beef with because uh, they were stealing stuff from me and then they talked trash about me and then I just told them, look, I'll fight you wherever you want to go. And then I just left it at that. But anyway, I retract what I said. Yeah, but they're <laughs> not at that reputable. But you never know what could happen. But let's 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 dissect this, okay? Let's let's say, um, it's likely following the events of the upcoming She-Hulk series on Disney Plus, which makes no sense at all, right? Because they already shot Hulk into space, uh, you know, at the end of Age of Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. And then he ends up in Sakaar, and then that's pretty much part of the Planet Hulk storyline. What happens after Planet Hulk was World War Hulk, where his wife gets killed and he comes back to Earth and just runs wild with it. Um, you know, and it's interesting that I, from what I've told is it's, you know, I've asked and, you know, there's no official word yet. Nobody's come out and say anything yet. In the She-Hulk series, uh, the Hulk still has his arm in a sling. So this, I mean, I you know what anything anything is possible right um for what i understand the the rights aren't quite there yet universal still has those rights a matter of fact i reached out to a couple of different sources that i know that are uh you know that have uh you know details about things in hollywood and from everybody's understanding is that universal still owns the distribution rights to a hulk film so that means if disney were to make it a hulk film in the title Universal would get the distribution rights of it. And then why would Disney give uh, Universal any money? That's why they made a Thor Ragnarok movie, right? But to think that, you know, first of all, She-Hulk is a uh, is going to be a courtroom-based film. So I don't I see how World War Hulk comes and, out And of- it's going to be a comedy, I thought. It is. Or, or have comical, you know, more comical than the seriousness of having Hulk's wife murdered. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's why it's it's just like, you know, and then they try to retract it by saying they're going to use elements of it. This and I'm just saying anything is possible. But if you still try to Google the rights to the Hulk, it's a bit it's a bit murky. Uh, at one point, Universal had the rights to Namor and Hulk. From what I understand, Universal gave up the rights to Namor. But they know the Hulk that Marvel's been doing these Hulk movies. And, you know. May, it, it could come on Disney Plus because I do believe the distribution rights only pertain to uh, big screen release, uh, cinematic releases, right? Universal would then get the rights to distribute a film. Uh, but the way around that is to say it's not a Hulk film. So right. you could put in a Wolverine versus Hulk movie where Wolverine is the headline of it and have Hulk in it. And that was what we originally heard, um, you know, uh, like last year when we broke the scoop from Mikey Sutton that. Hulk was going to revert back to his savageness and they were going to do more of like immortal Hulk from Al Ewing's run where he just is kind of this dark kind of, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Maestro, you know, you're dealing with a lot. Like if you look at the films, you know, banners like back and forth with Hulk, like, so in Ragnarok Hulk took over, right? In Endgame, it was, you know, professor Hulk, it was banner, but in the Hulk body, Let's get the Hulk to kick Banner to the curb. You know, let yeah, that maestro be awesome. Well, Hulk has been depowered in the movies, right? As soon as he became Professor Hulk and he hurt his arm. I mean, for all those who are true Hulk fans, you know the Hulk gets his power from his anger. So I'll go. So, I mean, 
when you read the article, it says World War Hulk will come out of the She-Hulk series, which doesn't really make sense if you guys put your think. I mean, put your speculator hats aside because everybody's going to buy what everybody else is going to buy because out of FOMO. But um, nobody has said anything except for this website. But, you know, unfortunately, when this website carried it, Variety also carried it. You know, The Hollywood Reporter also carried it. And they're all citing one single source. Um, from what I heard, you know, they were going to revert Hulk back to uh, his savage nature. And then that's when they want to, because Feige is a big uh, Hulk fan, right? Or uh, Marvel Comics fan. He wants to do Hulk versus Wolverine from Hulk 180, 181, where Hulk and the storyline would be Hulk crosses into Canada, savagely tearing stuff up. And guess who's get called up to bring him down? Wolverine and Alpha Flight and Omega Flight. That makes more sense to me. Whereas you kind of already did Planet Hulk. I mean, what I mean, are you going to shoot of, Hulk right? off? You're going to shoot Hulk off in this space again? I mean, Sakaar has kind of been dealt with already. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, if you're talking about the comic storyline, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, I ask you guys, does it make sense for a Planet Hulk or World War Hulk <laughs> to come out of a She-Hulk series? It doesn't really, I mean, from a comic reader, does it make sense? Not at I, all. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-mm. No. Hulk and Wolverine, yeah. that movie would be... <laughs> That would be amazing. A billion dollar movie. I think they need Instantly. to make it First more weekend. like Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk run, right? And the whole savages of Hulk and the and the, they kind of Al Ewing redid the Hulk mythos, where it's mm-hmm. a really dark, monstrous character, uh, to where we say, you know, hey, shout out to Kid Collector Comics for the one dollar super chat, two dollar super chat. Sorry I'm late, but I couldn't miss the show. Appreciate you, Kid Collector Comics, but. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I we'll we'll see. I mean, I haven't heard anything yet. At first, they said it was you know phase four. Somebody else came out and said it's in pre-production, meaning that it starts production in 2022, but it won't come out in 2023. So I mean, the two sources that are saying it are buddy buddies with each other. So I mean, we'll see. Um, I mean, I don't. It, it's just weird. I don't see how. I'm trying to think of ways that. For them to do it without and they're going to retread the story right i mean because they, they've already did it although hulk kind of shut himself into space and he got sucked into sakar and then that and then you got to see us you, you literally got to see, here where's the cover this is a damn hulk you saw in thor ragnarok yeah this right? is true yeah so uh you know kudos to those who are, are buying them uh you know 9.9 for 180 is probably a pretty damn good deal but We'll see, man. I, mean, I don't know what all, you know, I would think uh, we'll find out uh, next week or so during Disney Plus Day. Uh, well, but they're going to announce just Disney Plus projects. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you try to figure out the rights to the Hulk, it's almost impossible. Like, nobody knows what the rights are. It's a little bit different from the rights of other studios where um, when, let's say, like, uh, uh, whomever had Ghost Rider and Blade. If they didn't make a movie within seven years, the rights reverted back to Marvel. And that's what happened with Blade and both Ghost Rider. They didn't make a theatrical release. Marvel gained the rights back. Distribution rights is a little bit different, right? That means that, uh, you know, Universal gets to distribute a film and gets to reap uh, some of the profits from it. Uh, whereas Disney is their own distributor. And that's why they kind of went their own. Remember they, uh, with Iron mm-hmm. Man, that was the first time they were the distributor of their own movies. Prior to that, I mean, they would just par- put it on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. prior to that, and it let was let you pay it was, for it. Prior to that, it was Universal had some rights, Sony had rights, Fox had movie rights. This is when Marvel was like uh, filing for bankruptcy. So, you know, Kevin Feige said, uh, said "You know what? Let me get these." Um, you know, it was a funny story. I can't tell you who told me, but at one point, um, 
prior to Iron Man coming out, Sony was given the opportunity to buy the uh, existing MCU characters, and they turned it down. Because they were like, what are we going to do with a Doctor Strange film or Guardians of the Galaxy film? And then, oops, <laughs> you know, uh, almost a billion dollars later, you know, so, you know, but Feige righted the ship, you know, and if, it was a guy named Avi Arad who was running uh, Marvel Studios at the time. And Marvel was, you know, in the doldrums. And, you know, obviously, you know, Blade was given to Legendary or whomever. Obviously, you know, Sony did gangbusters with uh, the first three Spider-Man films and they, they were distributed through Sony Pictures. Uh, but you know, then, then Marvel finally said, you know what, screw it. We're gonna we did not they did an IPO, they became Marvel Studios, they did Iron Man, and then the rest is history. So we'll see, man. I mean it's it's still a great read, by the way, that Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. I mean, he comes down and he wrecks shop on uh the existing Marvel heroes on Earth because he's pissed off because his wife was killed. Um and there's also that great what if story. What if um his wife had survived and Hulk died and she comes to Earth and she wrecked shop because the Hulk died. And I believe that's the first appearance of um, Scar as a as baby. As a baby, right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those as a baby books. Yeah, as a baby books. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we shall see. Stay tuned, man. If anyone's not hearing anything, we'll find out. But uh, Dark Side Jedi, any last words? Hey, thank you, everyone, for joining us this fine, fine Tuesday. Looking forward to Thursday, of course, with the Shakers list. And uh, I hope you all had fun. I did. All right, J2 Ramirez, thanks for stepping in, brother. Any last words? Thanks, man. As always, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, you can see me every Friday night live with the low grades. Other than that, if I don't see you guys before Sunday, happy Halloween. Oh, yeah, speaking of. Into, look at that. All right. I'm, Super Sons. Oh, that's dope. Oh, wow. Is that original? Yeah. Is that OA? Yeah. Who did that? Uh, Emma Kubert. Ah. Uh, the cool. daughter not of. Cool. The Adam daughter Kubert. of Adam or Aunt, one of the, the daughter of one of them. Yeah, shout out to Otto for always saying Kuber, like yeah. <laughs> Adam Kuber, like the Kuber report. <laughs> uh, I've been swamped with work, but I promise tomorrow, boys and girls, I'm gonna do the mutants long term spec list with Mikey Sutton. We're gonna go live tomorrow, maybe four or five in the afternoon. Work's been just beating me down. Beating me down, beat me down, man. But I'm going to try to get Who that to you. Anymore. And then we'll be back on Thursday for the Shakers list. And we may go Sunday with the letters alarm box Ooh. on Halloween, depending on how things go. We may have to go Ooh. a little bit. I don't know if it's a good day to go live on Halloween. But we'll see how things play out if we have enough uh, uh, for a letter show. But uh, for J2 Ramirez, Dark Side Jedi, this is Tivo saying, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Shake and bake and pull it back. Now let's do this. Rewind, select town, come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Jump, 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 jump. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage?
I won't even notice. Oh, how so? I'll be 